Talking about stories, we are joined by another author who's participating in the Hong Kong Literary Festival, New Zealand New Zealand author. I was going to say New Zealand-based, but New she's Zealand a Kiwi. Chessie yep. Henry. Chessie, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So it's great to have you here. And we are also on Facebook Live, so... Go to my Facebook page, Karen, on RTHK Radio 3, and you can see as well as hear Chessie there. So, Chessie, your your book, the, the book that you wrote, is called We Can Make a Life. It's a mem- memoir, right? Yeah. So yeah. for listeners who don't know about it, can you tell us about it? Yeah, sure. So it's kind of um, loosely been termed a sort of family memoir. It sort of um, tracks the story of my parents um, who kind of coincidentally were born on the same day of the same year. So I sort of start the story there and it sort of goes through journeys through their kind of lives growing up. They kind of, um, they immigrated to New Zealand from the UK um, and then kind of goes into my sibling's story and my sort of our family story and then kind of into present day where um, uh, Christchurch and Kaikoura, sort of two cities in New Zealand that we've, you know, associated with both, um, both went through massive earthquakes. So it was kind of about this, um, yeah, how sort of we kind of went through that those experiences and um and then it's sort of parallel story of my my writing journey Mm. as a kind of young writer so it's a bit of a yeah family story what what prompted you to write that memoir um i think for me writing's always been something that i've just been drawn to like i've i that does feel like quite a natural um sort of medium for me and i and i i suppose i'd actually just finished my master's in creative writing um the year I started this I'd just kind of come off the back of that and felt like I had a lot of momentum and I'd sort of learned so much and was feeling really motivated I guess um and felt like I had a lot of practical skills to to sort of do it so I just um really got stuck into it yeah Mm, okay and what did you learn about your own family that surprised you oh it was such a funny process just um I guess you go back and you're sort of interviewing your parents and and I suppose also really dealing with memories and the nature of memory which is so often there were things that I really remembered that they said weren't true or you know it was a funny kind of untangling process of of um kind of this oral history of our family um and I think what was surprising for me was yeah well not surprising but navigating your own path through that and deciding what parts felt real you know felt real or felt meaningful to the story so it was a bit of um yeah kind of having yeah. to trust your intuition in that sense and is and is the book from your point of view or is it very much yeah I, I very much written I mean I've sort of confessed to a friend halfway through that I was nervously I was like I think I'm writing a book about myself completely <laughs> <laughs> like how did this happen whoops. <laughs> whoops yeah but it's um I think for me that felt like the truest way to kind of work through it was always be very upfront about the fact that it's my perspective and my understanding of how things are and um, the book deals a lot with my father's um, depression and kind of um, burnout and his role as a rural doctor. Mm. Um, so obviously discussing things that were very personal to our family um, needed to be done so with a lens of kind of it being my experience, yeah. if that makes sense. Did, did, at the time, did you realise he was suffering from depression? Did he reveal it to you as you were, as he was suffering or was it um, not till you went back and interviewed him? That- it was a really, yeah, it was a bit of both so I think initially the book was very much born out of a sort of sense of frustration as well from my perspective watching him kind of um there's so much pressure on rural doctors because I don't know if it's the same here but you really you don't have, have to... any rural here though. okay yeah true of course <laughs> you're like that's not the same no, I, at all I know what I know what um, you mean will you explain yeah. what, what it means yeah. oh well just because you know you really have to be able to a lot of New Zealand is rural so yes. for those doctors that are away from major centres you have to be able to deal with anything that comes through the door so car accident birth um delivery 
uh, domestic violence, anything that's kind of going on, people having sort of mental health crisis, you have to deal with it. And also you know everyone very intimately because yeah. they're small communities. So and you it's may be a, the only doctor in that community. Oh, right? yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and where I'm from, Kaikota, there's a, there's a few doctors, but still not. It's a very, there's a lot. It's a huge workload and a very emotionally loaded workload, if that makes sense. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I felt really frustrated watching him really sort of buckling under the pressure and being unable I felt there was sort of nowhere to turn and so I kind of ended up um yeah talking to him a lot about that and I, and I knew he's always you know he's been quite open with us about his depression um but then I actually interviewed him sorry this is a bit of a long-winded story but I interviewed him about um basically the day of the Christchurch earthquake mm-hmm. because Christchurch is a bigger city he'd, he'd been there on the day by chance and ended up um being very heavily involved in this sort of rescue process, which was very harrowing. And we'd never really talked about it. This was Mm. six years later. So I interviewed him for three hours on a sort of car journey. And, um, yeah, by the end of it, he was tears rolling down his cheeks. I was the same. It was very um, upsetting. And and then I think about a week later, he fully... It was that I, I definitely brought all that to the surface, you know. So that which, was a really cathartic thing for him. Yeah. Had he never really told that story to anyone else before? He'd sort of told it, but not, I think, you know, it was the funny thing about writing. I said, oh, can you describe the day, but put, put in the details, you know, because for me that would, I thought, I sort of vaguely knew what had happened. I knew that he'd been involved in the rescue, not the details of it. Mm. And um, and I think for me, yeah, it was a... Um, I asked him to include the details that maybe he otherwise wouldn't have thought of. And so as he was telling it, I think he'd never told it in that way. Yeah. This long story where there's all this time and you're in the car, we weren't looking at each other. We were just, you know, and I think it really, um, I mean, he was, you know, sort of later, it became clear that he had survivor's guilt and post-traumatic stress disorder and oh. a lot of, um, you know. And had never really been able never to, been, no. and to so then, address it or treat it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I felt very responsible um, because I sort of was like, oh, I brought oh, no. this up. <laughs> this is my yeah. yeah, but um, so that really changed what happened in the book as well. Because as I was writing, he, you know, was kind of going through this very traumatic kind of unearthing of these things. So, yeah, it really shaped the mm. the book a lot. Wow. The kind of process of so then when it after it came out, how did your family react? I mean, there's there's this great um, Philip Roth wrote this great dictum that called the family rule, which says you aren't a writer until you piss off your family. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably a little bit true. I was, um, well, they they knew what I was doing from the beginning, but I didn't, obviously, but I didn't want to show them the finished product until it was really finished because I thought there's no point in alarming everyone about bits that might not even make it in, you know. Um, and there's only so many times I can all read the same book, you know. So, um, But actually I was very lucky that they, I think they were just really supportive of, of the book and didn't nothing they didn't ask anything to be taken out so it was it was a real trust process as well that's great Mm. and how did writing this memoir change you how did it affect you I mean it's affected my life a lot I mean like I'm in Hong Kong now for the Hong Kong (laughs) literature (laughs) festival I can't believe it um but it did have a it changed me a lot I think it just um you know I've had so many people write to me since the books come out just saying I, f- I feel exactly this way or this is this and it's it's in a way the book's an exploration of lots of different grief because it covers um you know the loss of a family member or it also covers for we lost our home in the Kaikoura earthquake mm-hmm. which is another earthquake that happened later um and so there's a sort of my mother was dealing with this just loss of home and oh, possessions yeah. which aren't as dramatic as losing you know for dad crawling through a building to rescue people the different sort of they're all just different ways we experience grief and I think um, for me it felt important to try and um, 
give permission to those different experiences yeah, not each, give each permission. one is valid, yeah. as valid as the other yeah because yeah. it's always weird in those situations you sort of end up thinking oh but I'm not as bad as this person so I should just bottle my grief and and I think um trying to kind of just put a personal story to this wider thing that was happening in our community um a lot of people have yeah written to me and said like that's exactly how I felt but you know, so t- for me, that's been a really amazing realization of yeah, people need to hear personal stories. I think it's you know, even if it feels a bit indulgent sometimes from my perspective, mm. worrying about writing a book about myself. So it's good to have those stories. Yeah, yeah, I think there's so many things that people find relatable in someone else's story. Yeah, and it, maybe sometimes it's them going, oh, I wish I could have said that, or that's that's exactly what I'm feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Which is lovely as a you know as a writer to have someone say that to you afterwards. It's hugely rewarding. Yeah. Exactly. So, of course, you're here now for the Lit Fest, and one of the things you're doing is a couple of workshops for writers with disabilities. Yeah. So tell us about that and how you got into that. Sure. So um, my brother Rufus has Down syndrome, and I wrote about that a lot in my book, and I've ended up speaking about Down syndrome quite a lot, just, um, again, putting a personal story to to that experience. Um of growing up with a sibling with a disability. And so, um, yeah, they they asked if I would be interested in kind of joining Hannah Bent, um, who's a Hong Kong local who's doing the similar yeah. doing she workshops was here, here. last week. We talked to her last week. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're working together? Yeah, so and working together um, through the Nesbitt Centre, which i um doing these little workshops for um, poets, yeah, with disabilities. And it's um, I've, I've had one workshop, we're having another workshop tomorrow, and then these writers will be presenting their work um, on Friday, so I really, yeah, definitely encourage people to come down and watch because it's great. they're amazing poems. So can can people come and um, so they I guess they can watch the presentation um, yeah, session. Yeah, the presentation right? session. Yeah, absolutely. So um, they'll be there and they're going to present some of their work, and um, I'll probably do, maybe do a reading as well. And and then I think we're going to have a little panel discussion on kind of the why it's important to really um, include these diverse voices in our kind of body of literature. You know, I think that's really really important and so we'll be talking a little bit about that mm. as well. And are you finding that the the people you're working with, are their stories very personal as well? Or yeah, well, there? it was funny because when I arrived, as it happened, the theme they're sort of working to is home, um, which is so funny because I got there and I was like, I really get this one, guys. Like, <laughs> written a lot about home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they've been also sharing stories of, yeah, their families and their kind of childhoods and um, the city of Hong Kong and, and kind of talking about the changing Hong Kong that they're living in and, and they're really beautiful poems. Yeah, I was very, just genuinely very impressed and yeah, love their work. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, and then tell us what you're working on next. Um, my, yeah, well, I, so I, as I said, I did my master's in creative writing and um, in the the place I did it, you're basically in these very small classes and your thesis is your, um, is your work. So we had to produce a novel, basically, over the course of the year. And at the time, I was writing fiction and almost um, dystopian fiction, so completely different to what I ended up writing afterwards, <laughs> but kind of similar. It was about it was a book about a, a sort of community rebuilding after a, a natural disaster that hasn't actually happened in New Zealand history, so I sort of made up the disaster, but similar sort of themes. Um, and, yeah, so I... I would like to return to that book. I had a bit of a long break. <laughs> I needed to put it away. But, well, yeah. well, you've got plenty of time now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, let me just tell listeners that the workshop presentation, which is 
uh, what you've been working on with the Adults with Disabilities is on November 8th, and it's in the morning, 10 to 11 at Cafe 8, which yes. is that beautiful cafe on Pier 10, yeah, yeah down uh, outdoors. Um, and so you will be there with Hannah Bent, right? Yeah, yeah, and, both be and there. kind of running that presentation. Sure, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so and so if anybody wants to go along to that, that's that's available to yeah. go along to. Please come down. Yeah, and if you need any more information about the Lit Fest, we've been telling you their website. It's festival.org.hk. Very easy to remember. So, Jesse, thanks so much for coming no, in for and for sharing your story. I'm I will. I haven't read your book, but I really am inspired to. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> great. Oh, thank Thanks you. again. It's yeah. been great talking Cheers. to you. Thank you. Bye. And we've been speaking with Chessie Henry, New Zealand author of the family memoir, uh, which is called We Can Make a Life.